The show is brought to you by Rudus Metal Detectors, makers of the Alter 71. Discover new possibilities at rutus.com.pl. Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in so much to the Global Detection Adventures radio podcast. My name is Lance Goolsby, coming to you from the studio in Schweinfurt, Germany. And uh, this is the live show that was recorded yesterday on the 8th of uh, April, 2019. A really great show. It's uh, all about detectable, uh, including having interviews with Pete Terrell and uh, Scott Dubay from Detectable, and then we got to talk with Constantine, who is one of the founders and creators of the coming metal detector called the Air Metal Detector. Now, you'll find out more about that. Most of us know about it already, know what it's about, uh, but we talk with Constantine, and we find out all the skinny on everything. This is a really great episode, everybody. Hope you have a really good time. Make sure you as always, check us out on Facebook at Global Detection Adventures and uh, get all your news and information from us on our website. That's gdapod.com. Check it out right there. You can also find links for everything that you're going to hear in the show today right there as well. It's going to be a really great place to uh, find all this information in just a single spot. All right, so I'm not going to talk too much longer. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, cut right in to the interview, starting with Pete Terrell. But I finally got through to him. I want to bring in uh, Pete Terrell. Now, he Pete Terrell is the boss, uh, one of the co-founders of Detectiful, but he is also the boss of the uh, leisure promotions in the U.K., uh, the LP stocks a wide range of machines and are also involved in organizing the huge detectable events in the UK. Uh, so the uh, Pete can tell us. Can you tell us anything about the weekend event? First of all, let me let me welcome you to the show. I am so excited to have you onto the show. Thank you for coming in. Uh, it's <laughs> my first live show in over a year, and it's uh, uh, kind of nerve wracking getting back into the live business here. No, that's fine. Nice to be here, Lance. How are you, anyway? I'm doing. I'm doing really good. Doing a lot better than it was a couple months ago. Uh, everything's healing up fine, but uh, just glad to finally be getting out uh, this week. Actually, going to be heading out. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, very well, thank you. A little bit tired and a little bit sore throaty and stinking like bonfire from the weekend. But <laughs> yeah, apart from that, all is great in the world of UK metal detecting. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, you guys had one heck of a weekend. I can't, that's probably an understatement um, because you guys had what could possibly be called one of the most epic uh, detectables to date. Uh, can you tell us exactly what, what it was that was happening during the course of the weekend? Yeah, so I'm. Um... Obviously, Spring Detective all happened the weekend just gone, and anyone that's on Facebook, I'm sure, um, has heard a little bit about what happened. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if if me 
myself, Mark and Karen from the metal detectives who organised the event had sat down beforehand before it all started and said, what do we think is going to happen this weekend? There's no way on this earth we would have even considered thinking that a medieval horde um, <laughs> of that magnitude would have come up. I think when we initially went out and done a site visit and we were looking at maps and the historical element of the site, then everything i mean everything pointed to some roman activity in the area huh um there was just nothing that sung out this is all going to be medieval really no absolutely but now, i i think that's the great thing about metal detecting lance you, you can look at maps you can look at all of that stuff but ultimately we're looking for the stuff that isn't there or hasn't been found yet so it's great to be able to add to the historic element of the local area. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I love about that. Because you, it's just like a friend of mine. We're going to be talking with him in a little bit, Scott Dubay. I was helping him with one of his permissions a while ago. And it was yeah. really, really fun uh, helping him find out uh, what was going on in the area uh, where he one of his permissions was. And then they start finding uh, stuff that's coming out from the Roman era. And it was just really fantastic um, yeah. finding that that news. Now, for those who don't know exactly what was found this weekend, which is just about everyone, I think about 98% <laughs> of the metal detecting community is, is aware of what's going on. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us exactly what it was that was found? Yeah, so, I mean, just how my day went on Saturday, really. I'd actually popped out of the site to go and pick up um, one of my friends uh, who's been on the podcast before aaron from south coast detecting yeah and literally as i was driving out of the gate to run down to the train station it came over the radio that a horde had been discovered i thought god that's typical timing um but it's okay i'll be half an hour I'll, I'll pop back get back um pete you need to run up there go and see what's going on okay we're going to have a look it's probably a few roman a nice little scattered horde or something and um yeah, uh, by the time I got there, I was greeted with, I think it was four Edward III gold nobles, um, as well as God, getting on for a hundred individual silver hammers of Edward I and II. And, I mean, these coins are better conditioned than half the coins I carry around in my pocket every day. I mean, they were as good as mint condition. So... Um, that that's just yeah. unbelievable. How what do they? How do they expect this to have happened? Was it a mint drop? You know, somebody dropped it after minting. Well, to be honest, we we really don't know. I mean, there's a lot of theories kicking around, but I mean, apart from the guy who actually put them there, or guys, or I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't think anyone will ever know for certain. But it's not like your usual hoard where you dig down and there's a nice pot. You take the pot out, it gets X-rayed, and then. Um, the museum do their work it's it, it's a bit stranger than that there seem to be a whole load of scattered coins in in a concentrated area um the archaeologists have already found a lot of broken tile and stonework as well huh um so potentially it could have been under a building it, it could have been i mean yeah there's so many ideas kicking around but i think until the archaeologists have finished their work i don't think we can really speculate it could be a number of things 
Yeah, definitely. Now, the excavations are still continuing. I was reading some uh, posts from my buddy Luke Higgins and uh, Dave Sadler, and they were talking that it's still being dug up. Are you being yeah. kept informed of how it's going? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Scotty B., um, who I know you, you may well have on this evening, he's been at site today. And to my knowledge, another 100 silver hammered have been taken out today. <laughs> Um, but again, because it's not in a pot, the archaeologists have been really careful to strip a layer of coins. So they're getting down to there's no visible coins left now. Then scanning the area, more targets are still coming up. So then they're stripping another layer and so on and so on. So yeah. at the minute, we just don't know how far this is going to go. But this is now day three um, of working on it. And yeah, the end doesn't seem to be in sight at the minute. What was the current number right now? I think, and don't hold me to this, it's definitely 12 gold nobles. And we're getting to the point that it's confident that's probably all of those. But yeah. um, in terms of silver hammered, I believe it's somewhere between five, 600. But oh, um, that, I don't know that they've counted them all as yet, um, just because of the quantity that are coming up. Yeah, I've seen, I've saw the photograph of the gold nobles and they mm. are truly unbelievably beautiful just coming straight out of the ground that gold is just really uh standing out against it oh, yeah um now uh the have you ever been a, has anything like this happened to you prior to this i mean in detectables or personal or any kind of experience like this no detectables i i mean to be honest a horde like this doesn't come up every day so it is a very rare occurrence something on this magnitude mm -hmm. um i mean lp themselves yeah in club digs over the past we've had civil war hordes we found saxon graves um roman gold talks there's been a horde of those that have come up on digs that we've been at um but no nothing like this and certainly in terms of the historical context of it as well yeah nothing like this no, yeah, this, this is a, a, a biggie. Yeah, I think this is the only time, this is the largest amount that's been found in a rally at all. Um, so you guys have definitely hit a milestone on that one. Yeah, no, it's exciting for sure. Now, the uh, detectable that's coming up this uh, September, now it's actually uh, you and a friend, I have to, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head, that actually create detectable or help uh, organize it. Uh, you got two of them that are each year. You have Spring Detectable, and then this September there's going to be another one as well, which I'm hoping that I might be able to attend. But um, So Detectable itself is is an event that was created, God, I'm trying to get this right now, three, four years ago by uh -huh. um, Mark and Karen Betcher from Metal Detectives who do um, organized digs through the year. Um, I've known Mark and Karen for years, um, two really, really great guys. Yeah. And, well, guy and girl, I call girls guys, but um, two really great people um, who organise digs. So they, they organise Spring Detectable, and we were lucky enough for this particular one to be the headline sponsor. And um, I did joke to Mark that we picked a damn good one to put our name against, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, so they've got the September one coming up this year, which we'll certainly be at and have our presence and be there to see our customers. But um, the one in September is going to be headlined by MindLab, oh, as good. far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're having their opportunity. Um, 
Yeah, so September's going to be exciting. I, I love Detectable, and, and it's not all about the detecting. And what I love about these rallies is we get to see customers that we usually only communicate with by phone or by email or Facebook Messenger. And we, this is really great when people come over and say, oh, I bought this off you two years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's really nice. Thank you very much. And so it's great to meet these customers that we don't always get to to speak to face to face yeah it so, definitely is now the the, the 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 real thing sorry just to cut you no, short go ahead, the, go the ahead. great thing about these events really is the camaraderie and the the four people that found this hoard obviously for them um it's such an exciting thing but you know what i didn't see any jealousy nothing from the rest of the community that were there yeah everyone was genuinely um really made up for them that's and, fantastic and it is good yeah, it really is. Um, now, yeah, I love seeing these. I've never actually been to one myself. I'm like I said, I'm hoping to make it out this September. Don't know if I'm going to be able to make it this year. I might be making it out for sure next year. But um, I'm really excited to get to one of these. Detectables are like the the you know it's kind of like the Woodstock of the metal detecting community, and you guys have a really good camaraderie, really great uh, feel, and an audience there that just really loves the hobby. And I love seeing all the videos from the place. Mm. Now, yeah, you need to come over, Lance. I, sure. def I definitely do. It's not that big of a hop for me, so I'm definitely going to no. be coming over. <laughs> uh, but I, now with MindLab coming back as sponsors this year, you know, last year they had uh, they introduced the Equinox 800 with a parachutist. Uh, yep. What do they What do they got a plan for this year? Is anything coming up? Well, I don't know. It might be a space shuttle this time. <laughs> can they improve on that one? Um, so, yeah, two years ago, they used um, were sponsored of Detectable and announced the Equinox, um, yeah. which then came out close to the following year. Um, who knows what they're planning? Um, I, I certainly don't. Uh, there's obviously something coming, but what it is, who knows? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be I'm something sure someone to... does but it's not me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i was well i mean even if you could you probably you know as secretive as disney about the new star wars movie so well, i'm not there gonna is that. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm not gonna try and press it too much i'm sure you sure you got a little bit more than than you say but uh now exactly you run uh leisure leisure promotions and uh yep. sell metal detectors as well as well excuse me <laughs> uh exactly how can people find your business in and um, what kind of uh, products are you selling? Okay, so just a simple Google, Google of in the UK. We say leisure promotions. You can pronounce it however you like. but um, Or just Google lpmetaldetecting.com and that gets through to our website. But we stock all the major brands um, of machine accessory. Um, so MindLab, Garrett, XP, um, Noctum Macro, Deep Tech, C-Scope, Rutus, we try to cover everything that any of our customers will need as well as all the accessories to go with it. You yeah. got my two babies on there. I got the uh, the Deus and the, the Alter 71. So those are, oh, there you go. Those are the two I got. <laughs> well, that's no good for us because you've already got them. Well, I, I'm always <laughs> looking for more. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. It's like, you know, you got to collect them all. They're like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's a good, that's a good strap line. I like that. <laughs> So uh, now, uh, anything else that you want to plug, especially for this coming summer? How can people find out about the September Detectable? Uh, what yeah, can they... so tickets for Detectable, the September one, actually went on sale today. So detectable.com. Um, we're 
give you all the information and the availability of tickets and all that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, I can't recommend Detectable enough. Um, obviously, as detectorists, there's a lot of land to be getting out, but it's not all about the detecting. And you could go down to your private permission to do a bit of detecting. So as well as the great land to get out detecting on in the English Cotswolds, mm-hmm. You've also got live bands, DJs, everything that's going on, raffles, and just sitting around the campfire on Friday and Saturday night and having a laugh with your mates and drinking far too much alcohol. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things. At my age, it's starting to to get a little hard to do all that. <laughs> now, Dave wants me to remind you that they even sell uh, find bags for fat people like himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did give me a bell and asked if we had one that would suit the, the plumper of the gentleman. Yeah, I might um, be needing one myself. <laughs> well, there you go. You can ask Dave which one he bought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, we, we cater. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, thank you, Pete. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to get Scotty B in today. Uh, it looks like he is extremely busy. It might be out at yeah. the site right now. Um, but uh, we're getting him in later this week, and so he will be on the later show, the next show. So expect to hear some news from Scotty B, but we will be going to Scott Dubay here just shortly so we can talk about his find out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, make sure you guys head on over to detectable.com or to Leisure Promotions. I can actually say it correctly. I'm there you not, go. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't butcher the King's English. <laughs> <laughs> but head on over to Leisure Promotions and uh, find out uh, where you can get some fantastic pricing on some metal detectors. Pete, we're definitely going to be bringing you back on. Hopefully it's not going to be as chaotic as today, the first live one in over a year. But we will be bringing you back on, and we're going to be talking a whole lot more, hopefully during the course of the year, and find out more information on Detectable 2019 coming up later this year. No worries at all. It's been a pleasure. It is my pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. And congratulations to you and everybody else involved in Detectable on really making a, a headline worthy find out there and uh, putting together this festival on what ended up being just prize land. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm so, so fortunate that some man 700 years ago buried some coins and forgot where he put them exactly or he didn't or for. didn't forget or probably might not have lived the next couple yeah, minutes i think that's probably more likely but i was trying to be very positive <laughs> of his outcome yeah that's what that's what i love about this hobby is the story behind the finds no, no matter how no matter how brutal or beautiful it could be all right yeah. Dave, pete thank you so much for coming on uh we're definitely going to have you on again so we'll talk to you soon no worries take care you too bye-bye And that was Pete Terrell from Leisure Promotions in the UK, also one of the co-founders of the the Detectables, along with Mark Betcher. Betcher, They will uh, be putting on another one this September. Make sure you check out all the information and get yourself tickets for it at Detectable.com. It will be this September in the UK. Great Great things. And make sure you go on YouTube. Look up Detectable videos on YouTube. It just looks like the most fun that you could possibly have. Um, Now, we're going to be heading on over to uh, another good friend of mine who is... 
out there, and um, we will be talking with Scott Dubay over in the UK, and uh, he found something really good out there, uh, not too far away from where the horde was found, so expect to hear that in just a minute. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. I'm going to let him tell it the way it is. Now, if you don't know who Scott and Kimmy Huntress Kimmy Dubay are, uh, make sure you check them out. They are fantastic people. They are uh, in the UK. Uh, Scott himself is an American. He's a Yank like myself living over in the UK. Really good friend of mine. Just can't be excited enough that this happened to him because it always seemed like uh, Huntress Kimmy was kind of one-upping him all the time. Scott, are you there? Hey, Lance, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic, man. I'm just uh, uh, re- recuperating a little bit from the uh, activities. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been, it was fantastic. I had a wonderful weekend, man. It was absolutely mind-blowing, everything that happened, and all the finds, and wow, what a crazy time. I bet it was. Now, uh, you were out on the field, not too far away from the uh, the site where they found these, what's still counting. I mean, these numbers are still going up all the time. Uh, there were, uh, I think Pete just said that there are 600, five and 600 mm-hmm. coins. Uh, you were kind of out in the air. Can you tell us exactly what was going on and what happened with you? Well, um, I wasn't very far away at all. Um, maybe like a 30 second jog to the, uh, to the spot where it was all happening. They were just putting the tape up and everything. And, uh, I got over there and, uh, there was just so much going on and people were running around and, you know, they were just getting to it and, and, uh, they started pulling them up and pulling them up and pulling them up. It was like a little bit of a frenzy at first. It was so exciting. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. And then, uh. They cordoned off the area a little bit, and then uh, people were still detecting around what was happening outside the tape. So one guy would find two or three hammer coins in a hole, uh-huh. and they moved the then they moved the tape back past that guy. <laughs> and on the other side, another guy started finding hammer coins. They moved the tape back over there. Then they eventually just cordoned off the whole half the field, basically. Oh and, boy! Uh, they brought the team in there, and all the professionals came in with their instruments and everything. Yeah. Now. Uh- so you were out there, and you were using what? What are you using right now? I'm using the, the Macro Multi Cruiser. Oh, really? And, uh, How's that going? Oh, it's going fantastic. It's an absolutely uh, incredible machine. You know, <laughs> you know, there's oh, there's other fantastic machines out there. This just happens to be the one I'm using right now. Yeah, and uh, it's just doing wonders for me. You know, I'm just going to stick with it for a little while. Yeah. So you're out there with the the cruiser, and you're just outside the yellow mm-hmm. line. Uh, so what happened? Oh, so what happened was, check this out. This is incredible. Um, I'm there. I'm on the spot. And I said to myself, I got my detector. The horde's right here. Keep swinging. So I went around the perimeter of the tape. And, you know, people were coming over and they're leaving. And I don't know why everybody's not flocking to the area and, and hitting it hard. <laughs> and uh, and I was right outside one of the tape corners. And I got a nice little signal. And it was a nice solid signal. And, 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 I, and I dug it up. And I actually pulled up, believe it or not. A silver uh, necklace pendant with a large onyx stone in it, wow. and on the back of it, it had a flower, and I think it's uh, a lily. And uh, 
I was just blown away that it happened right there next to the horde. So uh, I, I called over to the guys, and uh, one of the gentlemen came over, and they brought me in the, inside the tape line, and he, and he immediately said, that's treasure. And I was like, all right, this is fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, this is really happening. And uh, I don't know if it had any significant, you know, part of the horde. Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe I was just lucky that it was there. Uh, but it did happen, you know, right next to where where all the action was. And I was just blown away. Absolutely blown away. That's... Uh, and I brought it back to the main tent later on uh, to the the PAS that was there. Yeah. The whole antiquity scheme. And uh, it's going to be registered as, as treasure and going off to the corner. I'm absolutely blown away. That's fantastic. Now, do they expect that they was actually part of the horde, which was right next to it, or could it have just been a separate uh, treasure that was nearby? You know, I, I don't know what rules as a horde, if it's coins or coins and artifacts of, of made of precious metals within a certain distance. I got to look it up. I don't know if they're going to find that out for me. And recognize it as part of said horde. Uh -huh. we, uh, we shall see. It would be nice. If not, you know, still. Yeah, definitely would be. I mean, it's one of those things. It, it doesn't happen all the time. And I couldn't think of a, a better couple that it happens to, especially someone who's so deserving, such as you, who's always constantly getting smacked by his wife out on the fields. Uh, I think you were the you deserve something like this. I am the underdog, sir. <laughs> now, now with the, my wish. <laughs> <laughs> with the uh, the micro cruiser, how is uh, how is the competition between you and Huntress Kimmy going? It, it's going really well. I mean, you know, we both. She had the Garrett for the whole year. Uh -huh. Garrett for her life. For the whole year, I've had the cruiser. So we've been side by side for a year. She's been listening to the tones. She understands <laughs> the sounds, the goods, the bads, and. Uh, then she picked it up. So she was already halfway through the learning process. Yeah. Um, and I, I, threw, I threw some really good sentence in there for it, and off she went. And on her first hunt, she actually found a hammer coin herself. So she's 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 stuck on it. She's glued to it. Yeah, that's great. Now, um, uh, now you moved, uh, I think it was last year, from Essex to Wales. Uh, how is that made a difference on the finds that you and Huntress are locating out in the fields. Um, yeah, actually, it's, it's vice versa. We moved from South Wales to Essex. Oh, excuse me. Which, I got... Which, no, no, it's fine, which is like the second uh, most popular place for historical finds next to Norfolk, which is up north. Uh -huh. and, but, we're, but we're both on the English side, of English Channel side of the UK. Uh, so it's made a huge, huge uh, difference. I mean, like when we came over here, just the thought of moving to Essex, any field in Essex was considered fantastic to us compared to what we had, basically. So, uh -huh. you know, even if you get a permission in the middle of nowhere, you got a better chance of finding something than you did in Wales. But, you know, yeah, um, we're finding bucket listers, basically, things that we've, we've never even dreamed we'd ever find. And it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Like three weeks ago, um, we both found our first gold. The same day, in the same field, she pulled out a gold necklace out of one corner of the field. And about an hour later, I'm working my way around the other corner, and I pulled out a 1885 Queen Victoria gold uh, full shield half sovereign. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Mind-boggling. Blown away. That is just absolutely an amazing find. You are correct on that one. Um, 
I still have not got gold, but, um, you know, uh, you are definitely out there. You're you're hammering those fields uh, alongside the wife, and I love watching the videos of you guys. Now, how can they find some of your videos? Now, I know you got a special one coming out possibly later this week. Uh, how can they find your videos? Hopefully, I'm uploading that. Um, it's more of like a documentary for, for historical sake of, of strictly the happenings of the horde. Um, when I was around the horde, I pulled out my camera. Now everybody came and left. Um, and I sat there recording. So basically, not I don't think anybody's got this video footage of the horde. And I, huh. I kept my phone running until my phone died. So I got like two gigs of video. Oh, wow. Uh, that video will be coming out. And the channel that we have on YouTube, everyone, is Hunters Kimmy and Clown Hopper Scott. Hop over there, click the subscribe button, and watch for these videos coming out. Um, so it's just going to be that video. And then it's going to be the, the fun, uh, detectable part of the video, all the socialization in the community and the night, the nightlife and the fun we had. So yeah, hop over to Hunter's Community Clown Hopper Scott's channel on YouTube. Yeah. Once, once that video is up, you guys can find it also, uh, on the GDA website. We'll, uh, embed his video in there for you to watch as well. And, uh, because it's going to be coming straight from YouTube, you can click straight through and go right to his channel and see the rest of his videos as well. Uh, we're definitely going to be sharing that one. Uh, with everybody and see how many people we can get watching this one great thanks uh in in this one coming up i've got i'm standing right next to him and they're pulling up gold nobles and they're screaming woohoo and everything like that it's absolutely amazing what do you see it guys yeah it's gonna be great well scott thank you so much unfortunately i'm sorry that huntress kimmy wasn't there miss talking to you guys it's been crazy me getting back to work and uh getting off of my injury status uh, so I'm just glad that I finally got back in touch with you and something like this awesome. happened to you guys. I am so excited for you. Awesome. I'm glad you're back up and running, Lance. Uh, it's been a real pleasure being here with you today. All right. Care, well, everybody. you're definitely coming back on the show later on. We're going to be talking again later. Sounds great. All right. Take it easy. Take care, Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Everybody, that was Scott Dubay. If you know who he is, you know that this is a great guy, a Yank that's living in uh, uh, Essex uh, from South Wales, and he's loving it every second of it. He says that uh, they're having some great stuff out there. And he happened to find some treasure out at Detectable uh, a couple days ago, which is a really good find. Congratulations to you, Scott. Uh, like I said, uh, normally when they go out metal detecting, Huntress Kimmy is always finding Roman, so now he's got something that he can hold over her head. So it's well worth it. Uh, we're going to be bringing in right now, we're going to be bringing in um, probably the, the headline of the show today, uh, the one that a lot of people really want to know all the information about. Uh, now, there is a, um, a GoFundMe page for a metal detector that uh, is a little bit more different than a lot of other metal detectors. It does not have a control box, and... Uh, um, so it does not have a control box 
And uh, it uses something that somebody's always carrying around with them in their pockets anyway. And uh, this looks like it's going to be something that is going to be a game changer in the field of metal detecting. So I want to go ahead and introduce everybody to uh, my new friend, Konstantin Timonkin, the business developer and director of Air Metal Detectors. Welcome to the show, Konstantin. Hi, Lance. Hello. Welcome. Hi, everybody. Now, great to be here. Yeah, that's uh, it's great having you in. Now, a lot of people have been hearing about uh, the um, the air metal the, the air metal detector, and um, so they do know that it is out there. And there's been pictures coming around here and there, and um, what exactly? Um, is the air metal detector. I, I think that that's a place to start. Right. Well, so again, the core technology is based on two ideas. One is that uh, the coil itself in every metal detector is pretty much very, very similar. Right? They're, all, they're all pretty much the same. You, mm -hmm. you have very basic differences in terms of their size and frequency, but those can be reproduced by anyone. Now, the main big thing is how you work with the signal. What do you do with it, right? And you have, you, you know by now that all the advanced machines are only advanced because, are mainly advanced because the because of the algorithms that run inside control blocks. Right? Yeah, and yeah. The the processing that is done with them. Now, mm. what every manufacturer today has to do is for every model that has a different control block, they have to manufacture all the electronics. They have to create a screen of some sort create the interface uh, and when they do it they're after they've they've done it they're stuck with it right because obviously it takes quite a bit of money to develop and they have to produce certain certain number of them and because in modern electronics world numbers uh, 50,000 or even 100,000 circuit boards for a control block is not a big number yeah right? so they cannot really be that advanced now what we figured out is that Huh? Looks like we might have lost them there for a second. Sorry, and um, that are produced in hundreds of millions by Samsungs and Apples and Huawei's and all the others. Yeah. Uh, and they have basically more processing power than NASA had when they were pe putting people on the moon. And, yeah, that's uh, and 100 percent true. Yes. And all of that already uh, is already in everyone's pocket right also that thing has a brilliant screen obviously a much better screen than any metal detector today have mm -hmm. has and will have in the nearest future again because they have the ability to incorporate all that investment in, in one device that everybody already bought right? yeah uh plus obviously the processing power right so uh my samsung galaxy probably is a hundred times more powerful in terms of sheer processing power than any control block of the most uh, sophisticated metal detector today. I mean, that thing has an eight-core processor, right? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and that's just already there. So what's left is creating apps, which, again, is a much more straightforward process than designing special software for a standalone control block. Yeah. Uh, and then the algorithms, which is basically mathematics that you turn into code and put into the the machine language, uh, which again is much easier 
uh, done for uh, for applications right? yeah. for Google and App. Yeah, especially um, since they give out free software so that you can develop these apps anyway. Yeah, well, and obviously it's much easier to find those developers. There is amazing amount of talent, which is also the reason why this whole thing started in Ukraine, because Ukraine is one of the largest centers of IT outsourcing, even for the Silicon Valley today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they outsource a lot of uh, customer service and support to Asian countries like India and Pakistan and Bangladesh, but sophisticated stuff they outsource here. And huh. We're talking image processing, algorithms, artificial intelligence, neural networks, all of that stuff. Uh, and we have literally about 120,000 people working in that industry today. Oh, uh, and all of that talent is very much available. And this is how this is how the product was actually born. It was born as a brainchild of uh, our CEO, Alex, who has been selling metal detectors for 15 years and who knows every single brand and every single model. Uh-huh. And has been detecting, he's basically detecting pretty much all year round, at least three times a week. He's crazy, right? And the two other guys are a software engineer from uh, one of those very big names that make mobile phones. That's how he knows one or two things about Bluetooth. Okay. And they figured out something that nobody else ever managed to figure out. We know that others actually tried to create a Bluetooth um, connected coil but they had a problem with the lag, which we don't. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the know-how we have, right? We know how to connect the coil to the phone via Bluetooth with a 0.1 second lag. Oh, wow. And if, you, and if you go on our Kickstarter page, you will see the depth test that we published uh, testing air metal detector against the Garrett uh, 400 Ace. Um, and the Mine Lab Xterra 705, uh, and it, it's testing both the depth as well as the uh, the reaction time. You can hear very clearly how fast it reacts, right? And basically, they showed exactly similar results of about 11 inches uh, for a, for a U.S. quarter coin in uh, wet black soil, which is a, which is one of the hardest. Uh, types of soil. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, this this works with, like you were just saying, it works between the communication between the coil and the software on the app on your phone. So how does the the type of phone, does that make a difference in the performance? Not really. Well, again, obviously, if, if we're talking 2005 Mobile phone, yes, most probably there will be an issue, right? Okay. But I don't think there are many left now, right? So any model that is, well, three, even four years old will have decent Bluetooth antenna and, uh, and decent capacity and computing power to process everything nicely. So basically, the, the, the idea behind this is that everybody has a phone in their pocket. Uh, this is a small peripheral, basically, for your phone that you can buy. Uh, you upload the app onto your, your phone. You place your phone into the holder on the metal detector, and you're ready to go. Uh, Absolutely. And um, you can – I mean – that's just the beauty of this is because, I mean, we're always out metal detecting. We've always got our phones with us. Um, yeah. So this is so, actually putting it to practical use. Well, yeah, there's there's much, much more to it because apart from all the algorithms that, again, we have, we have already added all the main functions that most big detectors have. 
we have the ground balance, the uh, all sorts of pinpointing, all sorts of smart algorithms are there. I mean, you can have a full list of specs on, again, on our page. All that is ready. Now, additionally, what happens when you grow out of your metal detector and you basically want something more sophisticated with a bit better math, right, uh, and, well, deeper uh, algorithms, mm-hmm. uh, better discrimination, for example, and stuff like that, what you have to do is you have to sell your, let's say, 600-euro model, right, and buy a 1,000-euro model. Yeah. Uh, and the one you sell, you don't sell for the price you bought it, so you obviously no. lose money, and then yeah. you pay pay over, right? Yeah. What happens here is uh, as long as the coil works for you and you just need more sophisticated stuff, we will have those things available later as add-ons. So instead of having to go sell and go buy, you go on Google Store or you go to your local dealer, you buy a code uh, from the dealer or just go directly to the Google Store. And instead of paying up 500 quid, uh, you uh, basically pay 30, 40, 50 bucks and uh, press a button, right? Just, and the algorithm is download, is unlocked in your phone already. Here you go. You've just upgraded your machine. That is you can, the idea you can behind this. Yeah, you can do it while detecting in that, the field. <laughs> it's just insane just thinking that you could be out there metal detecting. You're like, this isn't working for me. Hit a button and you just automatically upgrade it to the next one. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you see that the soil is really, really hard or you're looking for very specific things or the field is uh, has plenty of different metallic objects and you really need to enhance this enhanced discrimination, you press a button, you buy up, and there's it, and that, that's it, right? <laughs> Apart from it, obviously, there's plenty of technology in your phone yeah. that is already there. Right? Yeah. So you've been detecting it went dark, you really you found one thing, but you you're sure that there there's more around, and you need to pinpoint a specific place. Again, magically, your phone has GPS, and it's a really good one already, uh-huh. right? So, if you have a button in your app, uh, which you press, and your GPS records your exact location, and that that is already integrated with your Google Maps or whatever map you're using, here you go. You just saved your uh, proprietary location, right, of your last uh, find. That is unbelievable. And you can find it easily tomorrow. That is, do you just go right back to the exact same spot where you found the last one? Keep searching around. And now, how is the battery life on mobiles? How is that working uh, on the cell phones? How is that working? So basically, the power consumption of the Bluetooth signal itself is no more than the power consumption of your uh, wireless headphones, for example, okay. it's pretty much the same level of signal. So that won't drain your battery any more than, um, than headphones. Obviously, the screen will be the bigger consuming factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, we have two things. First, there will be a different, well, there will be multiple interfaces, including the power saving ones, which will be basically white numbers on dark so that you don't have to illuminate the whole screen all the time. Uh, it loses it well. It uses less energy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, one of the things we're working on now is making it compatible with smartwatch, right? In which case you have your whatever Apple Watch or Samsung Gear on your hand. You can have your phone in your pocket with the screen switched off, and you have your crucial data in the uh, on your on your arm, right? And obviously the whole thing becomes even lighter. 
Yeah. Now, now you talk about it being lighter. It's already 0.9 kilograms. So it's basically yes. two pounds for pretty much everything minus your phone. So yeah. uh, with yeah. your phone, you're talking maybe 2.1 pounds. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a very light device. And we're looking at, so once we launch and gain some speed and momentum, we are looking at uh, introducing uh, carbon parts to it so to make it even lighter. Okay. But that's that's something coming coming further down the road. No, also, no. we are looking at uh, creating a little battery back pouch, which you can attach to the to the handle so that you can feed power into your phone if you have an older model with like very short battery. Yeah, that was we actually that was one of the it. questions that Luke Higgins from Archaeology Metal Detecting Magazine uh, had is if there was uh, any idea of putting a power bank inside the handle that you could plug uh, your phone into. But uh, you've well, obviously answered that. Yeah, we thought about it, but you see, the thing is, once you put power banks inside or ship them with the detector, uh, after recent fires in Hong Kong airport when uh, battery packs caught fire, shipping them now through air is a ridiculous exercise. So we oh. decided that we better ship pouches, and then everybody has access locally to multiple brands that will sell them for 20 bucks. They will, they will sell them a decent power bank yeah which people will be happy with right yeah i've got about four of them sitting on my desk right now for exactly. making my videos so um because i mean i use my iphone 8 to record my videos because the hd quality is a lot better than a lot of the uh the the video cameras that are out there now right. uh there's not a lot out there on youtube about um about the air metal detector um now have models been sent out to be tested yet so we only have a few samples. Uh, we, we publish our own tests. Uh, after we, right after we finish the campaign on Kickstarter, we are going to make uh, basically a test run like of 20, 25 samples that will go to the larger distributors and, uh, and uh, the, the prominent beta testers mm -hmm. to, to make sure that we get decent feedback on it. Um, and we have time to work on whatever... Uh, things they will see as as well as a need to, to be improved. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, currently, again, we will be posting more of those videos. So just please follow our page. Oh, fantastic. More stuff coming. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Now, how is the Kickstarter going? Well, we have been funded today. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, uh, congratulations. Actually, yeah, on our on our fifth day or sixth day of the of the campaign and we don't really we shouldn't be counting the weekend because people people have people are much less active especially detectorists they are yeah. out in the fields especially the uh, ones in england were out at <laughs> detectable absolutely yeah they had stuff to do yeah. much more exciting <laughs> but we still have uh 24 days to go right so yeah that's fantastic we, uh, dave sadler says congratulations it. on reaching the goal thank you so we do expect to get uh, more backers behind us. And again, the reason we want to, to get more funding and the reason it's good for everybody is, A, we will be able to add more so-called stretch goals, uh -huh. which are the things that every single backer will get for free, including those who backed us in the first week. Uh, that is super. Now... Uh, yeah. Now, now uh, 
the um, the air detector itself uh, is this aimed more at the serious detector? Is it aimed at starters or families? And uh, how? What exactly would you aim this at? Or is it something that's all encompassing? So we will try to grow in both directions, and I'll try to explain why. In our specific case, it actually is possible, right? Uh-huh. So for the professional people, we will be able to add more coils and more algos that will allow them to, again, get them get much more bang for the buck, plus okay. get the upgradeability and the flexibility of the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, don't—I mean, you still have to uh, keep in mind that we have pretty much unlimited ability to con- to configure the the screen, right? Yeah. So. What we want to get to is for the professionals to allow them to configure their own screens, to have all their dials the way they want them to be, and to control simultaneously multiple things at the same time, right? Because again, unlike any major brand that will manufacture those fixed dials, our dials are all on the phone. They're touchscreens. You change places, you change sizes, you change the... (laughs) the location of those dials by basically pressing a button. That's beautiful. At the same time, for the for the beginners, there is amazing value in the fact that we will be able to uh, make easy interfaces, simplified, more more to outsource more stuff to the to the machine, right? Uh-huh. Instead of uh, allowing them to like play with all the little things because they really don't understand how to. So we can simplify stuff. Plus we can provide tutorials, right? That's something that no one, no, no other company can do. In our case, you can play with, you can press a button and immediately see some help and some consultation on how, what, why is this parameter important and when would you want to use it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that all comes live on your screen while you're detecting. And so it's going to be something that's going to be basically individual. So if you're a beginner, you can have it set up for beginners. And then for those of us that have been in this for a while, we can completely customize this to ourselves. Yeah, well, so we'll have at first we'll have like several types of interfaces uh-huh. uh, preset. Uh, where we want to get later is to a point where you will have a fully configurable uh, screen where you basically decide which specific controls and functions you want to have in front of you at all times and how you want to configure them. Do you want two buttons or do you want some sort of a rolling kind of moving lever, uh, simulating a dial or whatever else, right? There's plenty of, uh, the possibilities are unlimited. Also, in the same way, we can put multi-language support. You can just <laughs> press a button beautiful. and you choose a language. Yeah. That's, That's beautiful. Now, what type of machine would you say that it's comparable to as far as the uh, the performance of it? Well, so again, now we are we were aiming at well six seven hundred dollar machines. So uh-huh. the current depth test, which again you can see on our on our um, Kickstarter page on our Facebook page, uh, was against the the MindLab Xterra seven hundred five. And the and the Garrett 400 Ace, mm-hmm. uh, they all did pretty much the same depth, and it's a very very transparent way of testing. We basically cut the ground and made little holes, and we we're putting coins uh, in the same kind of depth, and then just scanning above. You'll see the test. Yeah. Um, so this is where we are now, but uh, we are uh, pretty confident that we can exceed those machines in terms of 
discrimination and uh, uh, all sorts of, well, more sophisticated functions uh, by just upgrading algorithms. Again, I'll, uh, there will be, there's a link on our Kickstarter page also, one more specific test where you have a bunch of needles or a bunch of uh, nails and, and one coin uh, and you swipe quickly and how it discriminates between different metal objects and still detects and, and shows you in multi-tone uh, which one was which. Yeah. So that's done already. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, I know I'm skimming around uh, the two questions that everybody wants to know. Um, you know, with uh, you talked about uh, kind of having the uh, the dates. Now, when is the big release date for this going to be? So the we are planning on delivering them around October, November. Okay. Reason for that being is we, we want to finish the campaign, then we start making the molds and printing the boards, and we want to allow ourselves at least, well, one cycle on the boards and two cycles on, on molds when things might not go perfectly well, so we can redo it and do it again. So if we're lucky, we'll be done earlier than that, but we are conservative and we're putting October, November as our delivery day. Yeah. Uh, so with October, November, are you guys going to be showing back up to uh, Detectable in September again this year? I know that Luke and Dave were out there and they actually got some hands on with it and they were quite impressed. Are you going to be out there again and showing it uh, off again this September? Whoops. Looks like we got a small edit spot here. Um, let me see if I can get him back on. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, sorry about that. It dropped at some point. I don't know exactly what was going on. Uh, now, I just brought up the question. You talked about uh, that it was going to be October, November. And I said yeah. uh, that with that date is, uh, you know, are you guys going to be heading back out to uh, Detectable this September and possibly showcasing the uh, the air metal detector? I know you were out there last year and Dave and Luke, both from Archaeology Metal Detector Magazine, got their hands on it and they were both quite impressed. Uh, is Are you guys going to be showing back up? Yeah, so we're planning on coming in for the next one. So, so um, hopefully in September, we'll meet and uh, you'll have a nice preview. By that time, it will be pretty much a final model. It'll be coming, it'll be going through mass production, but the all the prototypes will be, and the software will be ready. Ready. Right? Will, will be completely final. It, actually, the software is ready already. I mean, you can go on uh, Google Play Store, put air metal detectors in, and you'll download the app. Uh and since we know that you guys don't have those detectors on you, we actually introduced a demo mode, which is still in the older version of the interface, but you can click through the demo mode and see all the functions and uh, what it offers you. Oh, cool. We're currently uh, programming the new interface, which should be done by the end of the campaign. The one you see on Kickstarter and everywhere, that's already done and designed. We just put coding it into the app um and releasing it uh for google then the apple version will follow as well okay good now is there any big changes to the way it was set up last year to the programming well there's there were improvements and enhancements to to the algorithms and uh, uh some new functions added and stuff like that uh so again you you're welcome to come and to well to go and play and see the 
see the demo. Okay. And then we will be uh, putting more videos pretty soon as well. You know, the biggest question, and I think what uh, I'm probably going to bring at the end of the show, uh, at the end of this, is uh, the price range. I know everybody's kind of wondering where this thing's going to be bouncing around in in price range. Uh, What are you guys aiming for for the price of these? So we are aiming, obviously we understand as a new new brand on the market, we have to also be more affordable mm-hmm. uh, because again, we do, we do think that the biggest investment needed for metal detecting, every single person has already done by buying a smartphone, right? Yeah. So we can't charge you for that. You've, you've paid all that already for that. Somebody else is lucky. We can only charge <laughs> you for the remaining stuff you need to start detecting. Right? Yeah. And that's the, that's your handle and the coil and the software that runs with it. So, we're so for the models that will compete with like the six seven hundred dollar euro uh, range models. We aim at about four fifty. Okay. And the current price on Kickstarter because this is a pre-order campaign, and obviously we we're grateful to those people who support us today and are ready to wait a little. The current price is I think two two hundred and nine dollars, including uh, shipment. Oh wow. That's yeah, a deal. So that, that's quite a bit of saving. Yeah, that's quite uh, a bit. Now, I do have and, a question from my normal co-host, 42, out of Australia. She wants to know, does it come in pink? Well, we had to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first color was this greenish-bluish thing, uh-huh. uh, which obviously is uh, liked a lot by uh, the female detectorists, as well as the the non-detectorist kind of hipsterish community, uh-huh. obviously the serious detectorists uh, from like the, the old school types, uh, were giving us a lot of feedback that they would like more conservative colors. So we did. We have introduced uh, something we call the Air Force Gray, oh, cool. uh, which is already there, and uh, you will by the end of the campaign you'll have two options at least. If we see that there is enough support and enough pre-orders, we will be able to add a third color. Because obviously the way of, well, it's it's to do with uh, production, right? It's not viable yeah. to make less than a thousand or a couple thousand uh, units of the same color. Yeah. Otherwise definitely. they just become ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. Uh, you, yeah, you have to make multiple models and you can't make so many of of the other ones because you got so many different colors going out. I completely understand. Um, yeah, but in in the future, we think that if we establish ourselves in this niche where perhaps for a huge majority of people that would never, ever have bought themselves a metal detector, we will actually get them into this field because they will be buying an accessory to a phone. For those guys, we, we do understand we'll, we will offer uh, other colors eventually for sure. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, now, this is something that everybody can check it out. Now, where can they find you online, and where can they help with the Kickstarter? So you go, you go on kickstarter.com. And, uh, hello? Yeah. Uh, can- yeah, sorry. I had a call. <laughs> so you go on kickstarter.com, and you type air metal detector. Uh-huh. And that will pop up and just go there and you'll see all the pledges available and everything. Also, we can post the, all the addresses in the comments section of, of this uh, 
this podcast. Yeah, this uh, starting tomorrow evening, I'll be having a lot of photographs and links to everything that is uh, air metal detectors right on the GDA pod website so check that out at gdapod.com if you want to find out more information uh, we'll give you links to absolutely everything uh, from air metal detectors and anything else we talked about on the show today Um, that'll be right on the main page of the podcast so make sure you head on over and give some love to uh, to Alex and to Constantine who I'm talking with right now and uh, help them uh realize exactly this is uh, not just another metal detector. This is possibly what could be the next step of evolution for metal detecting overall. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you, Lance, for the chance. Well, I am so happy that you came onto the show. I know a lot of people wanted to hear a lot of this information that you put out today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this coming in the next couple months and find out exactly um, how this is going. Now, with your permission, I'd love to get you back on the show in a couple months and we can talk how it's moving forward. Oh, yeah. By that time, there will be plenty of exciting stuff happening. Good. So uh, we have we have extremely ambitious plans regarding this. So. There are new coils and new algorithms that we're working on right now. So by that time, I'll be able to give much more detail on that. Oh, super. That's fantastic. I can't wait to find out more because this is this has really caused me to really want to actually get one of these in my hands and actually go out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Constantine, right, thank you so much for coming thank on you. to the show. Thank you very much. All right, uh, everybody, make sure you head on over to uh, to Kickstarter and type in air metal detectors and find out more about Constantine and the air metal detector. And again, thank you so much, Constantine. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Lance. And that was Constantine Timonkin from Air Metal Detectors. Make sure you check that out. Uh, this sounds like... Uh, what could be the next step of evolution for metal detectors? Uh, what do you guys think? Let me know in the comments on the podcast. Let me know what you guys think uh, this is. Uh, this looks like a very beautiful, very lightweight machine that looks like, based on whatever kind of phone you have and the, uh, you know, the, the software that you just need to put into your phone, could be... Uh, something that is a step further than what anybody has done to this day. Um, I'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, I know Dave, Dave is saying that he's going to be getting one as well. Um, and, uh, so if you are in the European area, make sure you head on over to detectable.com. Uh, find out how to get tickets to detectable because you are going to want to go to there and see the air metal detector in action uh, firsthand out there. You can see Alex and Constantine out there on site. You can also meet people like uh, some wonderful people like uh, Pete, who was on earlier, and uh, Scott Dubay and Scotty B and Dave and Dave Sadler and Luke Higgins. All these people are going to be out there later this year. And with any kind of luck, with any kind of luck, I might be out there as well. Uh, So I might be able to spend a weekend with you guys live sitting out on the fields. 
Uh, but other than that, this has been a wonderful return to the world of live podcasting. I'm so excited to be back here. Um, now, you guys, you understand exactly how much I love you guys. You guys are doing something fantastic uh, by just helping spread the love of metal detecting without causing any troubles out there and just showing the true love that we have for our history and uh, the things that our forefathers have left for us to locate. So uh, make sure you support everybody that was on the show. I want to thank Dave and Scott for coming in and helping give us some information about Detectable and the horde that's coming out of the grounds. Congratulations to you, Scott D. Uh, you found something medieval, what might be medieval. That silver uh, pendant is a beautiful find. Can't wait to see some photographs of that and that horde that's coming out of the ground. Pete Terrell. You guys put on a great festival, and I know everybody thanks you constantly for it. And to Constantine, thank you so much for coming on the show. And that's it for me, everybody. I want to thank each and every single one of you that's listening to it live. Sorry about the kind of hiccups at the very beginning. Uh, you know, getting back live <laughs> is not easy. But uh, that's it for me this week. Uh, we'll see you guys in really soon i can't tell you exactly when and uh when we come back there's going to be a lot of new news about the gda we'll see you out on the fields everybody let's dig it up y'all